0: This episode is brought to you by Brothers & Bonds Co. With an expertly curated line of Masonic apparel, gifts, and accessories, we're excited to show you what makes us uniquely Brothers & Bonds. As a listener of this podcast, we're offering you 10% off your first order with us. Just use code TRAVELINGMAN at checkout. That's uppercase, all one word, T-R-A-V-E-L-I-N-G-M-A-N. Be sure to find us on Instagram or at brothersandbonds.com. Hello, welcome to episode 46 of the Traveling Amazonic Podcast here in the 24th District of Ohio. I'm your host, Warship Brother Jim Hall. On today's show, we'll feature last weekend's annual communication of the Grand Launch of Ohio. The opinions discussed on this podcast are those of the individual and do not represent the views of Grand Lodge or any other Masonic body. All right, we are here on episode 46 of the Traveling Man Masonic podcast. And once again, I'm doing it solo, just me this time. So if you're tired of listening to my voice, I completely understand here. But with everything wrapping up from the annual communication, You know, it just is a crazy time, especially in the Grand Lodge office, so didn't really have enough time to get everybody scheduled to get on here, wanted to get somebody in person, and that just didn't happen, so we got that into works, but for now, it's just a solo show. What we're going to go over is the annual communication. So the last episode, episode 45, we talked about the night before the annual communication, and really what we were talking about was the lead up to the communication and the excitement and the past communication and what they've meant and how they've went, people we've talked to and things of that nature. Well, now we are fresh on the heels of the 213th annual communication of Grand Lodge of Ohio. So we're going to talk a little bit about my trip down there and what that entailed. So last Wednesday, I think, yeah. Last Wednesday, about 6 o'clock, I took off for Columbus. Takes me about three hours to get down there. Had the music on, just in a good place, ready to rock and roll. Cruise right on through. No no real hassle other than road work, but that's going on everywhere all the time. That's the one thing that is a constant, taxes and road work. You know, it never ends. Got Got down to the Hyatt Regency right downtown columbus i'm looking at nationwide arena where the blue jackets play a block away from me right out my window so it's a pretty good view got down there got settled in it was nice to relax kick my feet up for a little bit get a drink and then i had a few things i needed to do to get ready Now yeah, i wanted to record a TikTok. that's been a new thing i've been trying to keep up on it's it's uh A lot of work takes a lot of time to get a TikTok done, you know, and that's really dating me. You know, these young whippersnappers are like, come on, Jim, let's go do it quick. But I'm working. I'm working on it. Staying diligent. That's the key. Uh, You know, got down there, got that done, had a bunch of work to kind of get prepped for the next couple of days so that I was up and running to be able to be the places I needed to be and still have all that stuff prepped to go. After that, I flipped on the the Lakers were playing. I got to see the Lakers lose again. That's awesome. They're two and six so far this year. I am a huge Lakers fan, huge NBA fan. Um, the Lakers are terrible this year. Breaks my heart. And you know, it's not a LeBron thing. I'm a fan from the all the way back, man. It's Showtime, Showtime, Magic Johnson, AC Green, Byron Scott, James Worthy. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, those were the guys. So that's when I started liking the Lakers. And then, you know, I went through the rough times too with Nick Van Exel and, uh, you know, Eldon Campbell, and when we kind of dropped off a little bit before we got Kobe and Shaq. But this isn't a Lakers podcast. This is a Masonic podcast. So we'll – funny – oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you a story. Funny story about that. My mom, huge, huge Lakers-Celtics fan. You know, 80s, the rivalry, the whole meal deal. When my brother was born in 87, the Lakers and the Celtics were going at it. They were in the finals, and she actually was boiling the bottles to clean them, and she got so locked in the game six of the finals that she melted the bottles. She had to go out and get new bottles because she melted them. So, Lakers, Celtics, Lakers on my side. She was a Celtics fan. It's been in our family a long time. So, anyways, back to masonry. So, the Lakers lost, and... Then I shut it down for the night. You know, there's a big day. On Thursday, the uh, Royal Schofield Society, fourth annual induction ceremony was happening. So I shut it down, got up in the morning, and got down to the room that we were doing the induction ceremony about eight o'clock. Got everything set up. Myself, I was down there with uh, Ken Cohen, uh, Most Worship Brother Charlie Murphy, the dean of the Schofield Society was there, Right Worship Brother Chad Kopinski, good friend, and past guest host and guest on the podcast. We're down there, you know, got everything prepped up, ready to go, and then everybody started to kind of roll in. And we had a really, really nice time. We had inducted six new members into the society. And the beautiful thing about that is it's not easy to get into. It's a very prestigious thing to get into. And I want to say we're over 40 members now. And over four years, there's 40 total members, but in Ohio, there's almost 70,000 Masons. So only 40, 40 or so members in the society. That's a big deal. You know, not many people get to wear that Royal Schofield medal into their lodge. East Palestine has two members, myself and worshiper brother Bob Batchelor. He couldn't be there. He had, uh, had family issues going on, and that, that comes first always. But it is nice to have a couple of those Schofield medals at Palestine, and who knows, maybe more in the future, you know. We always go through and do it in sort of a table lodge fashion when we do our Schofield Society induction. And we do toasts toast to the Grand Master, toast to the Brethren of Ohio, toast to the Brethren, where to Freemasons, wheresoever dispersed. That was my toast this year. And the problem is, I always forget I have to do the toast until day of. So, you know, then I'm scrambling, what should I say, what should I do? And it went off all right. but next year, I just, I put a little mental sticky note in my brain for Schofield Induction. Have yourself a toast prepared, so that you're not doing it off the seat of your pants, because it always sounds better when it's prepared, you know, right? So, the toast went through. Everything went great. Um, It was really cool to see Brother Jay Clark, who was a past guest on the show, receive his Schofield Induction, his certificate and medal. You know, he had confided in me more than once. He was very frustrated and, you know, wasn't sure if this was the right path. Maybe was thinking about putting the brakes on and quitting. And, you know, I talked to him about some of my trials and tribulations going through the Schofield Society and was kind of in the same situation in the first year. And I know my wife told me at the time, Bree, she said, I, I looked at her and I'm like, Bree, what the hell am I even putting myself through? I'm This is my first year as master and I'm trying to do all this other stuff and it's too much and I'm just done. I'm just going to put it away. I don't need to do it and I'm done with it. And she looked at me and she said, Jim, if you're at that annual communication in Marietta, and that was where our first induction ceremony was where we would get recognized. If you're at that communication and you see all of those gentlemen walk across that stage and you're not on that stage with them, you'll regret it the rest of your life. She's like, even if you get it in the second class or the third class, whatever it is, you will regret it the rest of your life because I was on pace to get it in that first year. And I kind of did a little retrospect and looked at it and was like, you know what? She's right. And she's, I don't think she's listening to the podcast or maybe I wouldn't have said that. (laughs) I'm just joking. She's, she's right all the time. She got to deal with me. She's, she's a saint. God bless her. (laughs) But that was the same thing with Jay. You know, we just, Jay, you've put in so much work. You have so much left to do so many things and so many great ideas, and we just were hashing it out. Like, what do you need to do? Where do you need to back up? What do you need to refocus on? And, you know, more than once, he would call, and you know me, I'm a talker, and I think his episode went two or three hours, and he's a talker. And we would talk, and, you know, we would be on the phone two, three hours just talking about masonry, about ideas, and about how to tie them all into his masterpiece, the different steps that he was working on so that it all jived, and the thing that made me proud is, he was just calling, we, when you get him, when you're doing your masterpiece, it's the final, it's your capstone for the Royal Schofield Society, we assign a mentor, and he had that mentor too, and I, I, um, I want to say that as Mike Miller, but I'm not 100% on that, Mike, I'm sorry if I was wrong, I think I'm right, but anyways, I'm not a hundred percent right all the time. It's just is what it is. And, you know, Jay was working hand in hand with him. It's not that he was undercutting his mentor, but, you know, sometimes just a different perspective is a good thing. And he said, listen, I just, am, I'm just bogged down. I don't have a direction. I don't know. I don't have the right connection of where he was going with the level of time. That was his uh, masterpiece. And so we just worked through it and talked and talked and And the great thing was, to circle back, he got to be inducted. And it was really cool to see him sign the Bible. We have this really old Bible. Um, wright Wars brother David Daughtry, who is a member of our society, rescued it from the Ohio Masonic home. They had a whole storage room full of Bibles that they needed to move. People were able to take them if they wanted them, but otherwise they were going to get rid of them one way or another. And he found this one. It actually has locks on the side. It's a huge, like, you know, it's like five, six inches thick. And we don't know the history of it, but there's got to be a history of it. Because it's, it's like leather bound and it's unbelievably beautiful. I'll post a picture of it this week during the show. Um, but every member of the society signs that on the number. So I get the sign number 12. Bob Batchelor got to sign number 21, Jess Rain signed number one, Chad Kapinski number three, you know, uh, Mark Allred number 17. You know, after a while when you, when you get into the society, your number is a big deal. So number 12, number 17, number 39 number. It just jumps around there, but that's what they'll ask right off the bat. And actually, if you'll see our name tags, which I'll put that up as well, we just got name tags this year for the society, which has the seal, the name, and your number. So mine says uh, James R. Hall, RSS number 12, which is pretty cool. But to see Jay go through that and sign that Bible, that was really awesome. As a really good vibe to start the communication that week, you know. So after that, Right worship Brother Kopinski stood up, and he got to talk a little bit about the... Uh, Midwest Conference on Masonic Education, he is the current president, and the conference is coming to Ohio, it's coming to the Canton Masonic Temple, April 28th through the 30th of 2023, and he brought up about different sponsors and different things that he was excited about, and one thing he really really brought up and that's really cool and you've been seeing them because i saw um rj johnson posting these the royal summons solomon's repast royal summons and what this is this is a really cool thing that chad and i talked about a little bit and his reasoning for and in the in the beginning <laughs> that's if you're if you go through the book you know in the beginning you'll know that part they um uh, Just the heads of these different states were at the table when it came to Masonic education and think tanks, you know, just the guys that were kind of on top. Well, what they're doing now, and especially with these royal summons, and I have about four or five of them. So if anyone needs one that's local to me, not mailing them, got to be local or come see me. These are your ticket in to that think tank. So when they sit down and they talk about what what is Masonic education, what's good, what's bad, and there are a thousand different thought processes on it. These are the things that get you in there. So I have a few of them. I, I can give them out to you. I would like uh, you to message me personally so that way we can talk about it a little bit because I want to make sure that you're getting it and going. That's the key. You don't get the the coin, if you don't go to the Masonic conference, so it's an exciting thing, and I'll be posting a picture of that too. But I, it's a it's a proud moment because over the past four years that I've really come to know Chad Kapinski, he is you know I just love him. He's just the cream of the crop. Not to quote Macho Man Randy Savage, but I, I like wrestling too a little bit. So you know the cream rises to the top, but. Chad Kapinski just, he embodies masonry to me. You know, there was this past summer I was going on vacation. I said, hey, they're going to hit an area where I can't record the podcast because I'm going to be on vacation. Would What do you think about being a guest host? And he just ran with it. Absolutely ran with it. He had uh, Josh Beasley and Ken Cohen on there and actually surprised me with uh, – most worship brother Jess Rains jumping in while he was on vacation, so it was, it was just awesome. And to see him being president of the Midwest Conference on Masonic Education, and getting to hold this and getting to kind of call in all the horses, all the connections he's got, and hey, let's let's really put on a banger of a, a educational conference. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited for the Royal Summonses, and. I'm just excited. Uh you know, hey, we're talking about masonry, so Jim's excited. But it's gonna be a good time. So we're looking forward to that. And any anytime Chad's involved, it's things are going well. If you got Chad involved, you're gonna have a good good turnout. So that was our Schofield induction. Really good time. The entire Grand Line was there. And I wanna say about one o'clock or so, Grand Line had to start Divvying up and leaving because they have their different committee meetings they meet on before communication to make sure everything's flowing in the right direction. We had a couple Grand Lodge guys, Grand Line guys that were able to stick around. Uh, right Worship Brother Bill Carter hung around for a while, and Right Worship Brother Sean Johnson hung around for a while. So it was cool just to hang out with them. They they're working towards their master of the craft, but it was nice just to see him and you know maybe hang out in less of a Grand Lodge capacity and more of just brothers being interested in education and masonry and brotherhood and fellowship. So it was cool to be there. After that, shut everything down, went back, actually registered for the communication, got my pass to go, and stopped into the Grand Secretary's office and saw the the girls, Darlene and Gail, were there working. Julia took the communication off she does our accounting usually she's there helping but she's got a lot going on so she kind of took a step back ran into most were more brother Keith Newton our grand secretary had a couple couple good words and then I kind of had a break you know everything was set up there wasn't much to do there for me so I went back to the room and by that point my room is completely crowded because um Worship brother, the Palestine crew and some of the 24th guys had got there in the middle of all this, so uh, Worship brother Wade Bear was there, brother Ben Barnes, and Worship brother Barry Waggle, and brother Jack Barnhouse from Palestine, and a few minutes later, uh, Worship brother Dave Ash and Worcester brother Rick Linebaugh from, well Rick's from Allen Lodge, and Dave Ash is from every lodge in the 24th almost, the, <laughs> the man has pluraled a lot of lodges, kudos to him because he's going through the chairs and all of those seats too. It's unbelievable. But they're at the room. So we're sitting there and just, just getting revved up for the whole thing. You know, there's gonna, there's the celebration dinner that I I was attending. Some of those guys didn't go to they with either tickets or a little confusion on some of our parts. They didn't attend that, which that's okay. I, I go there because being an employee, I immediately go there as a out of respect and out of respect to the grand line and the advisory and everybody seeing that I'm worthy enough to be working and I want to be there it, it's a blast so hanging out we're just basically talking about the night what's going on jabbing at each other you know what everything the guys do just this just revved up just gonna be a good weekend and everyone kind of goes their separate ways I get ready and I head down thursday night we had uh most worship brother tim whelan's celebration of the year banquet and this is where he gets to talk about a little bit about his year we obviously get to eat and converse and we get to meet and introduce dignitaries hi this is jim hall host of the traveling Man masonic podcast i'd like to personally invite you to check out brothers and bonds co our sponsor and house of our merchandise line Go over and check out all the cool things they have for the Traveling Amazonic podcast. Thank you, and back to the show. And we get to have the presentation of the charity uh, that the Grand Master and First Lady Kim chose, which was the Children's Hunger Alliance. And the cool thing there, Masons throughout Ohio with just donations for the entire year, we got to present them a check for $51,000 for the Children's Hunger Alliance, which is just, it's just unbelievable. There's so many, and I know anybody that's an active Mason or Mason at all, really, you'll hear so many times about we control the world or, you know, Illuminati or sacrificing things, all kinds of wild stuff, you know, national treasure, gold, bullion, right there is such a great instance of Masonic giving. $51,000. $51,000. Just donations. We weren't going around saying, hey, everyone needs to pass a hat. It was just there. And if you wanted to, you could. If you didn't, that's okay too. you know. So it, it's beautiful to see that. But the really, really cool thing is when you start getting into the banquet and then the communication, that's where everybody starts to come together. Together. All the people that are across the state, different dignitaries that have came in for the event, they're all massing into one area, and I had walked past and I saw Brother Rodney Blunt, and he's a, he's a friend of Tim Whelan's, they're they're really good friends, and I'd seen him, I'm a Facebook friend, you know how that goes, Facebook official, uh, but I'd seen him on Facebook, doing different things, follow, he's very active, and I've presented on the York Yarns, Weaving a Tapestry of Masonic Education, through York Lodge, um, Michael Theroff has that set up, and I'm sorry, Mike, if I messed up your last name, you guys all know out here, I'm the worst, I'm gonna mess up last names, Brian, Brian, Ice, Iceland not Eastland that was the last episode and uh, um Tim Klein let me know he's like oh you know it's not Eastland it's Iceland so Mike if I didn't say they off right you can let me know next time we see each other um but he presented Rodney presented right before me so I was just listening to him and he's enthusiastic he's he knows what he's talking about so and I spotted him I just saw him walking through and it's like, a, ah, I know that guy. So I went over and I'm like, Rodney. And I put my hand out and, you know, he kind of looks at me and I'm like, Jim Hall, Facebook friends, blah, 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 real quick. And was just a quick blurb because it was about time to sit down. And so we sat down and fate would have it that he's actually sitting directly beside me. There's like a thousand people at this, at this, uh, dinner. And he just happened to be sitting directly beside me at a 10 person table. You know, it's like things, things happen for a reason. I I definitely believe that. But the beauty of it is other than Facebook and seeing him in the York Yarns presentation, that is the extent of me knowing Rodney Blunt and he knowing me about the same because I presented after him and Facebook. That's it. That's it. We spoke for probably, well, I mean, it was a whole night, you know, two, three hours in between eating and presentations of just learning about his family. And he has a huge Masonic tree, a huge Masonic family tree that just spans. And it it was really exciting to see the enjoyment and excitement that he was able to tell me all these different connections in Freemasonry that his family had that brought him to where he was today. And what his lodge was doing in different movements. And he's from a lodge member in Indiana, but he's also a plural member in Arts and Sciences Lodge in Ohio. So it was really cool to kind of have that aspect of bounce, bouncing back and forth. Once, once we're done with the dignitaries being introduced and we're done eating, then everything lets out. And that's when those hospitality rooms start hopping, if you will. And they were, there were a few on the fifth floor of the Hyatt that were just wall to wall packed, you know, and there's only so many guys you can fit in those rooms. And, and you know what, I was in the 14th district the most. Every time I tried to get over to 501, somehow in the middle of that 50 foot or 100 foot hallway. Someone would grab me and I would get turned back around and somehow be back in 523, the, the 14th. But God bless those guys that were behind the scenes working because there are guys there that are just basically tending, you know, whether you need a snack, a drink, whatever. And those guys were just knocking it out of the park. You know, it was just everything was well put together. You know, the game was on and everyone was just enjoying life, enjoying that fellowship so many different people. It's almost hard for me to say, Oh, I talked to this person and that person because in the span of an hour you talk to maybe eight or ten guys for three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, and then you're somebody yells your name across the room and the, you know how it works. So and I, I do have a bunch of pictures I posted on my personal page, but I will uh I will definitely throw some of those pictures up. You know, it was just a great way to start off the session. And so nothing crazy. Wasn't a crazy night. Got in about 2 o'clock in the morning. That's later than these, these this 38-year-old Bones used to like staying up. But, you know, I can still make it. I had a, a couple more coffees in the morning than normal. But everything was up and running. Friday was the communication. And we've shortened it the last couple years to one day. We used to have two days. And so now everything's packed into one day. It's pretty concise and condensed. But that's a good thing, you know, because there's not a lot of downtime. For myself, it is a stressful day because two things. Number one, it is the communication. And I am trying to listen to what the grandmaster's allocution is going on. And I apologize. last, Last podcast, I was calling it an allocation that's a little different thing. It's called an allocution. After I listened to everything, I heard that and I was like, well, it's too late now. We're just, we're sending it. But you know, you want to hear that and you want to hear all the different reports that have went on and the voting. And then we're voting for new Grand Lodge officers and it's all important stuff. But on the back end, we have the streaming that's going on and that's my job to make sure that the streaming link is set up with the people at the event that are running the sound and cameras so that people that aren't there are able to log into their View account and stream this. Well, it didn't end up getting str- streaming. It, the entire day, we had huge internet issues, which I, I am not a tech guy in that sense of internet, megabytes, streaming, bandwidth. That's not my deal. But the multiple times I would go back, they said the link is live, everything is up. But as soon as we send it, we're losing our connectivity on this end to stay connected. So unfortunately, and an apology on the Grand Lodge office end, if it was our fault, not really. It was more the the venue. But once again, that trickles back to us that is uploaded on there. The entire video of the morning and afternoon sessions and the installation are on Grandview, so you can watch that now. I'm sorry for everyone that was trying to watch at that time. Um, Just technical difficulties, and sometimes that happens, you know. Uh, Technology is great when it's working, but when it doesn't, it's a headache, and so it was a little bit of a headache, but, you know, it is what it is, and we kind of went right off the bat and said hey listen if this isn't going to connect we're going to just go ahead and hook the stream up and that way people can watch it afterwards so that's still there so people can do that um but as for the the communication you know it was it was a great day it's a great day to see that many masons in one place and hearing about the year you know and you got the university lodge the home the grandmasters lodge that opened and then Grand Lodge opens their own session once the once their lodge once the lodge is opened just hearing the different speeches and different different people coming up there and giving their committee speeches and you know hearing most worshipful brother Whelan's allocution not allocation and you know that that is really his year in a in a condensed form so you know hearing kind of rehearing everything that happened that year and how he found masonry and the pride that he had, you know, that was that was really cool to kind of rehash, you know, and hear it from, from his voice and his thoughts on it, which is really cool because even though it's his year, you know, the other 69,999 or however many masons exactly there are in Ohio, we all were a part of that year, you know, whether we were active or not, whatever it is, we still played a, a minor or major role in that. So it's cool to kind of hear that. And then on top of it, you know, we had other, um, other reports given by the, uh, by the senior grand warden, Paul Wigledge and junior grand warden, uh, William Carter, the third. And it was really cool to hear their their talks because their talks were on sort of the future and, you know, coming together and we, we are working towards this and it was cool to really be invigorated with the Masonic spirit, if you will. That's, that's kind of where I'm going with that. That's what I took from it. I was just excited about doing Freemasonry, which that's a good thing when people are excited to do that. So The next thing, and this is something that is very special for me, a very special moment because I didn't get to experience it last year. Last year we were still toying with how we work the one-day session all together in one how we how we make it work, how it runs smoothly. The year before that, Most worship Brother Newton's year, we had COVID. So the only people that actually got to go to Grand Lodge were district advisors, deputies, and DEOs. So I didn't get to go. I wasn't working for them at the time. So I got to watch it on the live stream. Last year, when they did the installations of new deputies and DEOs, they usually would have them go across and say each name and you get to walk across and get acknowledged at Grand Lodge. Well, last year they couldn't do that. There was just too many different pieces of legislation. The time just wasn't there. This year we got to do that. So this was my first time as a district education officer walking across the Grand the Grand Lodge stage, which is intimidating in, in itself having a thousand, twelve hundred, fourteen hundred guys, however many were there at that point, in the audience and you get to walk across and you get to salute the Grand Master and the Grand Lodge officers along the way and you get to say a quick word and standing there, which I once again, I have another what do you know? I have another picture. I will definitely post that for you. But that was a moment that that's one of those moments that I'll never forget in the rest of my life you know i've I've been on the stage at Marietta receiving a Grand Master's Award for the East Palestine Lodge for my master's year. We achieved that award, but this was this was something different because it was being a part of Grand Lodge, being acknowledged as a district officer with all my other fellow officers, so that was real. That was a real moment there. So I'll, I'll definitely always cherish that. You know, after that, we moved directly into the installation. So we voted, and Most Warseful, most Warsville Brother Stephen M. Grendel was voted as the new Grandmaster of Masons in Ohio. And we'll just go through the roster because because that's what we're going to do. uh you know, Deputy Grandmaster, right worship brother Paul Weglidge, Senior Grand Warden, right worship brother William Carter III, Junior Grand Warden, right worship brother Sean Johnson, Treasurer, most worship brother Stephen Kokenhauer, Grand Secretary, most worship brother Keith Newton, Grand Order, right worship brother Mike McCandlish, Grand Marshal, right worship brother Wayne Fisher, Senior Grand Deacon, Ward Weber, Junior Grand Deacon, and new to the Grand Line, the moving Grand Line, Right Worship Brother Jeff Syme. congratulations, Jeff. That's pretty awesome. Grand Chaplin, Right Worship Brother Mark Harris, congratulations, and Grand Tyler. And this one, all of these men I know and am and am excited for. Grand Tyler, Right Worship Brother Keith Manbeck. I met him at our Schofield induction last year, and he is just a wonderful, wonderful human being. Just, his presentation was, it just, it went right to your heart, you know, and and for anyone that has seen it, it's it's unbelievably heart-moving, and he's just, he's another one of those guys, you know, somehow... Things just work where you run into them or see them or whether it's your different organization. So I was really pumped to see Keith in there. And, you know, that's that's awesome. And for everyone that doesn't know, in the Grand Lodge line, the Grand Chaplain and Grand Tyler are one-year appointments. So it isn't obviously part of the moving line, but it's a huge deal. There are only, you know, how many guys ever get the chance to wear that sort of purple apron. So congratulations and not just to Keith, to all of the guys moving up. It's a very exciting time. Who knows, maybe one of those guys may be on the podcast here in the near future. Maybe all of them. Who knows? <laughs> Never know, right? I'm a dreamer, so maybe maybe they will be. <laughs> but you know, and that kind of wrapped up the day for for communication. It was a great time. It was a great event. There were so many different things that happened that were memorable, and every communication has that, as you've heard from the last podcast, you know. But then we m- moved on to um, Most Worse Brother Grindle's celebration dinner, and that one was definitely a little different. The first one, we, uh, we were in Texas for... Uh, Tim Whelan's and this is his outro you'll say his last last one and we sat at tables and this one was more of a buffet setting and there were there were tables but not as many so people were standing and milling around and there was a there was a different vibe definitely to it and I kind of dug it it was kind of like you know when you're sitting at a round table with 10 people and you're eating a formal dinner you're kind of locked into them, them 10 people not that that's a bad thing but you just are when you're in a room where people are moving now all of a sudden it's a dynamic thing you know it isn't a well I'm sitting beside Wade Bear so I only have to talk to Wade Bear and whoever's on my right it's no you know Wade and I we talked for a little bit and then I ran into Jim Cardline our district advisor for the 24th and Jess Rains was over there and Tim Klein and uh, Dan Hall good last name Dan but he he's a district advisor for the 22nd district so you know there's a lot of different people that you just run into and you you know do you have hour-long conversations no but it's five ten minutes of how you've been whatever and you've usually run into those people before but it's just exciting and a different a different um dynamic I'll say that again and also the uh the cheddar macaroni was unbelievable. I love macaroni and cheese, you know, but it was white cheddar macaroni and cheese. And let me tell you what, if there wasn't that many people there, I would have really made a hog of myself. I, I made, I had a very, I had a generous portion, but I didn't go back for three different plates. But if nobody else was there, I would have ate that whole, that whole tray. Man, I like it. And it was good. So kudos to you, whoever made that, because that was the bomb. The only downside was it was very hot. It was a steamer in there because they have the different trays in there heating and they had, you know, meat and they were cutting off slices. It was just warm and people were in there. So we lasted about an hour, hour and a half or so. Then we just got out of there, got changed, and then just went our different ways, whether it was to the bar, to the hospitality suite, wherever everybody was hanging out. And there were multiple different places we went, but it was such a great time, especially the last evening for the hospitality suite, because everybody knows that this is kind of the end. So they're, you know, they're excited to see each other and, you know, you're talking a little more. And I just had some great, just great experiences that night. And that's where I want to touch on a little bit. And then I'll let you go here um, if you haven't already left. (laughs) But I got to spend probably 40 minutes or so talking with uh, Wright Wharf's brother, Edward Page. He's the senior grand warden for the Grand Lodge of Connecticut. And the cool thing was we just started talking and he's like, I know you from somewhere. And when COVID hit, this is kind of a cool backstory. When COVID hit, there were about eight or 10 of us, myself, Jim Seeley, and Ed Page, and there are a couple other ones, and I'm sorry, I can't think of your names off the top of my head. I didn't have this written down. We did a virtual runners group. And these are, these are people from Connecticut, Rhode Island, Gun Carlson was in there, I believe, Ohio. And we all signed up for a virtual 5K. You know, there isn't a whole massing. It was just everybody got your shirt and your bib. And we would all pick a day, and we would all go run the three miles or the five miles, whatever it was. And then we would post the pictures of our medal together, all you know, tagging each other. And we did that for a couple different times until things started to loosen up. And so that was kind of a cool bring back to that time. So we got to talking, just, you know, BSing about how things work in Connecticut compared to Ohio. And, you know, Grand Lodge officers, elections, do they run, do they, you know, what, what are the terms? Does the most Worshipful have one year, or two years? And the thing that was really cool that was brought up was, you know, here I am, Jim Hall, who's a district education officer in East Palestine, Ohio, right? And then here's Ed Page, who's a senior grand warden of Connecticut, both in Columbus, Ohio. And the only reason either one of us are enjoying each other's company, and this came up more than once, but this is where it really hit the only reason is Freemasonry. Without Freemasonry, none of none of this right now, this podcast, none of that communication, none of all these people that I'm so close with—Chad Kapinski, Jess Rains, Jason Laramie, Edward Page, Tim Klein, Dan Hall—you know—none of those things would happen, and that, that's that's just the beauty of it all. And it was a nice thing to just see that and relish it and really talk about our enjoyment in the craft and what it's given us and moving forward and different, you know, different things like that. So we had a really good conversation there. And then I, I was talking to a gentleman I didn't know at all, just talking about where we're from. He's from Michigan. I know Ohio guy. Why am I saying the M? You know, I should say Ishigan but I'm going to give it a pass this time because I didn't realize who I was talking to at the time. I was talking to most worship brother, Leonard David, who is the current grandmaster of Michigan. So I figured I should say Michigan and not Ishigan. You know, it was really, really cool because n- neither one of us knew each other. I didn't know he was a grandmaster. He didn't know. Heck I could have been a grandmaster for all, all he knew. We were just there BSing, you know, there was no aprons. There was, you know, he was in a polo shirt. I was in a, you know button up button down a few and just relax a little bit and that's what we were just conversing and it we were just two good guys bsing together and that was the cool thing when he brought up you know oh I'm grandmaster of Michigan I'm like oh my god did I hopefully I didn't say anything crazy you know but no and luckily I didn't and he actually presented me his grandmaster's pin which I'll show you in this video. Once again, I haven't loaded these videos because I'm still messing around with it, but I am recording them. So at some point, you may get a video cast out of me. I'm still kicking it around, but I have actively started recording, so it's probably going to happen. But you know, we we had just a good talk about that, about the tri-degree days that we've had going on between you know Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio, and there was there's just a lot of good good things that came out of it and one of the goofier things I'm walking down the hallway and there's these three or four guys they're revved up man just rocking and rolling and they're like hey we got some moonshine you know let's have some moonshine drink it and there's like four quarts there or pints I don't remember was, they were big and a. I like to drink I do not drink a lot a lot I used to drink and have a tolerance per se but I just don't you know I'm a little older I have kids and just that time isn't there anymore you know so I had a drink of the apple pie which was good definitely and that you know here have the have the butterscotch have the and I'm like guys listen this is a marathon it's not a sprint tonight we're just enjoying the night and I want to enjoy all the night not just the first hour so I go into the I, you know, talk to them for a few minutes. Don't, if I got a name, I don't remember the name right off the bat, you know. So I talked with them for just a little bit, and then I went into 523. And we're sitting there, and I'm talking to Jack Barnhouse, who, Jack, I love him to death. He doesn't have a lot of drinks but that often, but he was. And, you know, he was just having a lot of fun, and we were, you know, controlled, but loose that's that's where I'm saying it was just loose enough to really have a good time and he looks at me and he's like you know who I haven't seen all night it's Jess Rains." I'm like well I'm texting him right now I'm like I'll see where he is because I haven't seen him either you know I saw him during the dinner but you know that was formal we didn't get a lot of time to talk and so I I text him I'm like hey where the heck are you Eddie <laughs> texts me, hey, I'm looking for you. Where are you? So he says he's down in 501. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to head down there. And, you know, that's v- very easily said. But anybody that goes to Masonic Events a lot knows that it's not easy to transverse through a crowd quickly. Because you know somebody talks to you and then somebody else, and so this is like a thirty-minute process of okay. Finally, I've made it out of the room into the hallway, and I'm heading, and I'm heading towards five hundred one, hundred feet away, whatever it is. And I'm I'm heading that way, and then I see Jess Rains marching towards me, like poignant march, like he's on a mission, and he grabs my shoulders and spins me around. He's like, I got some guys you got to meet from E.T. Carson Lodge in Ohio. I'm like, all right, uh, you know, okay. That's I, I guess the goal was to find each other so I don't need to make it down to the next room. So we turn around and we come up to the Moonshine guys. And I hate to say the Moonshine guys like they're alcoholics. That isn't it at all. And one of them is Josh. Josh, I'm, I'm sorry if I botched this. I'm going to say it as Hitter. H-I-T-E-R. Josh Hitter. But if it's tighter, once again, I'm sorry. But Jess brings me over to those guys. And they're like, these guys are from E.T. Carson. And they asked me, they're like, it would be cool if the, the traveling man was here with you. And Jess is like, well, I kind of know him. He's like, a little bit, which is funny, you know, because we're pretty good friends. And he's like, well, I'll just text him. And he's like, that was the point when I text you, I'm looking for you. So then I got to meet Josh and the whole band of brothers out there, and we got to talking and hanging out. And then one of the hotel guys came up and said we were a little too loud, so we had to go back into the rooms. But it w- that was just a cool story of we had already met and not exchanged names, just, you know, in passing and had a, had a quick drink and a laugh and moved on. And, you know, then these guys were hoping that the traveling man was there, and I'd, I was already there, you know. So it was just a cool thing, and Josh and I had messaged back and forth since then. So it was just a cool experience, you know. Those things happen, you don't expect it. So that was it. You know, we wound down the night, and it was like, okay, everybody's kind of breaking off. And we went down to uh, to the one bar there, and we went down with the 22nd guys, uh, Ryan Stuver and Tim Klein. And I'm trying to. Ian Moore was there for a little bit. And there were a few other guys that were there. Um, the man, Russ Gillum, right, Wars Brother Russ Gillum, uh, past master of Argus Lodge. That's in the 24th. He, he was stopping by because the Grand Chapter had their uh, communication the next night in Toledo or Dayton. I don't remember off the top of my head. But he's like, I know you guys are going to be here. So he just stopped. And Russ. I love him to death. He is a good time. So we, we got together and we were hanging out and talking with them and a few of the other forest city guys. And it was just a, it was just an awesome night, you know, and then you just see multiple guys kind of streaming through that. I saw Ward Weber pass through Jess rains came through again and a few other guys. And, you know, then everyone kind of starts peeling off cause it's getting into the wee hours and so that, that was kind of it. We, had a, we just had a great night, absolute great night. The next morning we got up and the district advisors, district deputies, and district education officers had their training. We sit in for half of the morning with the Grand Lodge officers, kind of hearing their direction and what they're doing. And this was actually very nerve-wracking for me because most worst brother Keith Newton, our Grand Secretary, and my boss asked me if I would speak as to what I do, so that all of these guys kind of knew my niche of what I'm doing in Grandview and on socials and whatnot. So that was a little nervous because those, you know, these guys are kind of like the leaders of the state. You know, there's like 150 of us there, and I'm up there talking. So very honored, but very nervous. You know, first time I made it through. I was probably talking a little faster than I am now, but it went really well. It, it It was really cool, and then we split off into DAs, district advisors district deputies went on their own and deos broke out and we got to sit there and listen um right worship brother steve Hessler, the the chairman of the education committee really broke down what they're expecting from a district education officer for the year so it was just uh it was cool to kind of get that finish on a high note and if anyone sees the video or sees me post and we got uh shirts from most for brother steven grindle that actually have his motto building brotherhood for the year and that's a shirt i'm wearing for the podcast and you know it was just an awesome session if you've never been to an annual communication in whatever state country you're in i suggest you go be involved talk to those people because those people there's no high and low it's not a whoa, he's a grandmaster. I can't talk to him. Those guys are dudes just like you and me. They enjoy football and reading and education and golf and every other, cigars, anything that we enjoy, they enjoy. They're just dudes like us. Go talk to them because that's where the, the really cool stuff is. And that's where your idea Joe Mason, and I, I'm i in the same boat. Joe Mason, maybe you have an idea that is groundbreaking in masonry. That's where it needs to come from. Get out, you know, get into those people's heads and say, hey, wait a minute. You know what? This guy kind of has an idea and we need to ride this because that's where it's at. Go to those communications. That's what I'm saying. I'll stop blabbering about it. But it was an awesome time. I left there. I can't wait for next year. And What I left with over the whole thing, with Schofield, with the dinners, with the communication, with the hospitality suites, with the building brotherhood, I left excited for Freemasonry. I left ready to do Freemasonry. And for anyone that gets out there and really loves it and gets into it, you'll understand that phrase of doing Freemasonry. I'm always a Freemason. I always act as a Freemason those tenants. But when I want to do Freemasonry, get in the public and really look at what we're doing and be excited about it, that's an exciting time. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it for the state of Ohio. I'm looking forward to it everywhere. Everybody should be excited about Freemasonry. So I want to thank all of you for hanging with me. I guarantee you next podcast, we will have a guest. You won't have to hear me blabber the entire time, but I want to thank you and we'll see you again. Thanks.